You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing Live from the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Today, I'm pleased to introduce to you the Three Stooges, and uh, the whole gang is back. Matt, Craig, and uh, Mike's triumphant return, which will be interesting to see uh, based on the way we're recording these episodes. We don't know how people feel about just the three of us doing episodes without Mike, so it'll be interesting to see how furious people are. A little nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully it goes well. I will say... Um, so we're talking about the Three Stooges today, and I planned on starting the episode by saying, you know, it's kind of, it's amazing that, uh, I was actually going to say this, Mike, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> it's amazing that these guys that started in 1922, uh, still hold up today, and, uh, the rage I felt for even thinking that when Mike before the show says, uh, you know, these guys started in 1922, and I still find them roll on the floor <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and just that phrase infuriated me so much that I was almost like, let's not even do the episode. <laughs> but but he, is, he is right. I'll say it was astute analysis uh, by Mike, because it is, uh, and you know, maybe it's more of a commentary on uh, us fucking apes of, of human beings, that like... Uh, you know, Lenny Bruce's social commentary, we don't even understand now, really. <laughs> but uh, a guy getting hit over the head with a board is always hilarious. It's timeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, the uh, the Stooges, as I mentioned. Well, first, let me say, before we get into that, I should say we are coming uh, from the Vaulted Podcast Studios. Matt from Rhode Island, our boy, on the uh, ones and twos. And if you want one of these snazzy hoodies that I'm rocking, uh, why are you laughing? Hoodies, zip-up shirts, mugs. All that shit in the uh, uh, the store, the Teespring store. Uh, find it on our Blind Mike Project on Linktree. And uh, go to the Patreon if you want uh, these episodes a week early. All right, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the Stooges, I don't know a ton about. I did always know they led uh, very sad lives, kind of the definition of the sad clowns. Um, and today I think we are going to discover a couple characters as we've done in a couple other episodes, where uh, the episode is about the Three Stooges, obviously, uh, but there's a couple characters I've stumbled upon in my research here that I think are the real heroes of the, the Stooges' career, as far as uh, you know, making them miserable for their entire lives. Um, so, 1922, they get hooked up with this guy, Ted Healy. Um, Ted Healy uh, was a like a, mus- a vaudeville type of comic. As were uh, Mo Howard and Shemp Howard, uh, Horowitz is their real last name, real brothers, and um, they were added to Ted Healy's Stooges. It was like Ted, Ted and the Stooges, I think, Ted and his Stooges, and they also went by like uh, Ted and his Southern Gentlemen or something like that. <laughs> a weird 1920s shit. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. flow as well. Yeah, exactly. But um, so the, the, the premise of this act... Was uh, Ted Healy would sing some, you know, nice 1920s classical music, whatever the fuck he did. And uh, the Stooges would come in and interrupt it. And then he would, you know, berate them verbally and physically. Oh, it was wacky times. Um, (laughs) But I guess uh, this Ted Healy was a real fucking character. (laughs) He was, he was, uh, so 
they they do these uh, they start doing like theaters and things like that in the twenties. Uh, it was uh, Mo and Shemp Howard, and then there were a few other stooges in the rotation. And then uh, around like nineteen twenty five, nineteen twenty six is when they met Larry Fine, who uh, I guess was like a violin act. Yeah, it's so weird. We talked about this with Rodney. Like Rodney Dangerfield was a singing waiter. Yeah, it's weird what passed for entertainment then. It's like, oh, let's go see yeah. this violin comic down at the <laughs> whatever the Chuckle Hut, whatever the yeah. fuck they work. It's he uses it like all the time in the show too. Yeah, my Stradivarius, my Stradivarius. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's also like uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Oh well, we'll we'll talk about Charlie Chaplin in a minute because these guys uh, were surprisingly um, uh, more groundbreaking than Charlie Chaplin, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but yeah, so in the twenties, they uh, work with Ted Healy. They find Larry Fine, and uh, the whole gang is together. Ted and his Stooges, um, they get they get deals to go out and do shows, and uh, they got a movie deal in nineteen thirty, and uh, I guess the movie flopped. However. Uh, critically, what stood out were uh, Mo, Larry, and Shemp. Like they got rave reviews. Mm -hmm. So, um, what what company was it? Matt? Was it Columbia at the time, or was it? Uh, Fox. Oh, Fo it was Fox, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Fox, uh, Fox Films at the time, reached out and uh, wanted to work with the Stooges. And uh, Ted Healy flipped out and said, "Absolutely not. These are my employees." Because they didn't want Ted. They had no interest in uh, old singing Ted. And his jaunty tunes. They wanted the Stooges. And uh, Ted wouldn't allow it. So uh, evidently, this uh, uh, the Stooges found out about this uh, not long after. And uh, they said, fuck you, Ted. And I guess the, the, <laughs> the biggest strain on the relationship was Shemp. I guess Shemp really hated the guy. And uh, left the Stooges because uh, Ted was <laughs> an abrasive drunk <laughs> and ill-tempered, <laughs> which I found a funny <laughs> phrase. So, um, so Shemp doesn't like uh, Ted. No one really liked Ted, as it turned out. Um, and this is where I think you guys will really come to like yeah. the, the great Ted Healy. <laughs> so, uh, so Mo, Larry, and Shemp go out and do these uh, theater acts. Um, probably not dissimilar from what you would see in like their shorts. You know what I mean? Maybe a few less props they would have handy, but same type of shit. And. Uh, uh, they started to get popular in these theater acts, and Ted Healy first, uh, you know, went the sane route and took legal action and had a legitimate case, I think, because he said, these guys are uh, stealing my material. And it was interesting because, like, uh, Mo, in, Mo Howard in his book later in life would write, like, hey, yeah, it took a lot of time to... Uh, think of these bits or uh, come up with them or take them from other people. Like, he kind of said it very casually. So I think stealing was a lot more uh, casual back in the 20s and 30s. Well, yeah, because a lot of it was, um, I know when comedy first started, uh, there would be acts in, like, every state doing more or less the same thing. Right. Because yeah. they one couldn't prove anything, and right, two, yeah. no There's one no internet, right. no one, yeah. no one around that area knew it or anything. Right. But Ted Healy said, "Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> I'm not putting <laughs> up with that bullshit." <laughs> and uh, so he copy. I mean, uh, he said he had the material copywritten, and so he uh, uh, sold, sued the Stooges for stealing his act. Uh, but then he took matters in his own hands and would call in bomb threats at any theaters that book the Stooges. <laughs> so this Ted Healy was just getting shit-faced and saying, I'll show these motherfuckers. <laughs> Are they performing at a middle school today? Not anymore. <laughs> So so where are we now, Matt? Did I miss anything in uh in that 
No, you, uh, you right there. In 1932, um, he Healy came to an agreement to get the group back together. Yeah. So, uh, so when they part ways, like Ted Healy was always kind of the leader. Like I said, uh, the Stooges were his employees. Um, but then in uh, 32, they uh, came to some sort of agreement. Mo was now like the uh, the voice of the group, like the ringleader, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he came to some sort of agreement with Ted Healy. But Shemp did not like this. Shemp no. said, no way. I'm out of here. This guy's a fucking maniac. So, <laughs> so Shemp is the only one with any uh, goddamn gusto and, and sense. Um, so he left, and they needed to find uh, a third stooge. The formula, I guess, only uh, worked with three of them. So uh, that's when uh, Mo suggested his younger brother, um, Curly. And uh, uh, <laughs> I guess – so Curly – had to like audition for uh, Ted Healy, Ted. who's still pulling the strings. <laughs> and uh, Ted was like, oh, "This guy's not fucking funny." <laughs> oh. And uh, so well, Curly, the soothsayer. <laughs> <laughs> so Curly, uh, Curly, um, when so, which is the description of him, it doesn't make any sense because they say uh, Ted Healy said this guy he doesn't look funny, he doesn't have a funny look, and they <laughs> describe Curly as having uh, long. Red curly hair and a and a handlebar mustache, which maybe I guess for the twenties was pretty normal, but to me that sounds hilarious. Right. <laughs> but, but Curly, in an attempt to uh, impress Ted, left the room, shaved his head, like partially, so he had the you know the Larry David look going, and uh, came back in and was like, "Is this funny?" <laughs> and <laughs> the legend is this is what a hack Ted Healy was, even for the twenties. Um, the legend is that Curly said. God, I look girly, which to me doesn't make any sense if you shave your head. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's what he said. And uh, Ted heard curly, and he's just one of these guys. He loves a good name. He's like, ah, you're curly now, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Howard was like, all right, fine, I'm curly, I guess. <laughs> so so uh, they worked together, Mo, Larry, and Curly, and Ted. Uh, for Ted and his Stooges, they put some shorts and films together. Um, and then that it didn't really take off particularly well. Like they they were mildly successful with some of their shorts, which I don't know if you guys know this. I even like in researching this, I wasn't fully able to understand mm-hmm. how the shorts worked. Like would people go into theaters and just watch? Yeah, like, so a half were, hour movie or whatever. So they are before movies back then. They used to have like a newsreel because you yeah. didn't have TV and stuff back then. So they would show you the news and then they'd show you a short before the movie. Like, you know how Pixar usually does that? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same type of deal. They would show you a short, and then you'd see the film. Okay. Like, going to the theater was, like, an, an event, or, an ordeal back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put on your suit and tie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they're working with Ted still until, uh, where are we now, Matt? Um, well, when they when they permanently broke up. Ted's exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I want to lead. So t- we're going to go off on a bit of a tangent here because Ted led a very interesting life, which didn't last much longer. <laughs> you don't say. So let's hear about old Teddy. 
According to a book called The Fixers by E.J. Fleming, Healy was broke, his career was over, and he drank every day. And on the night in question, he'd gotten into an altercation with Wallace Beery, who was accompanied by Albert Broccoli and Pat DiCicco. And Broccoli. eventually they took it outside where Broccoli held Healy in place while the other two men beat him within an <laughs> inch of his life and left him for dead. And apparently after that, Healy went home in a cab and then made several phone calls to his friends to tell them about the beating, including Shemp Howard. Which is weird because him and Shemp didn't really get along. But I, so I wonder if that was like taunting, like, hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, what is he calling Shemp for? But evidently this guy, Ted Healy, was a real problem. Yeah. Can we, can we go back for a second? Did he say Albert Broccoli? He, cer he certainly did. Like, how much time you want to do on that? His well, name's no, Broccoli. We got no, it. No, no, no. Albert it was accompanied the guy, by Albert Broccoli and Pat DiCicco. And so the guy who created James Bond is named Albert Broccoli. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the guy who not I wonder if it's the same guy. Pro produced all the uh, James Bond movies. There Albert can't be Broccoli. two famous Albert Broccoli's. It's got to be yeah. the same guy. I mean, that is a rare name. That's yeah. why I went, wow, his last name is Broccoli. Yeah. It was point Well, audible. I just like... The guy who made all the James Bond movies held a guy down while two other guys beat him. You're damn right. Like, what the Pretty hell? cool. <laughs> Pretty debonair, if you ask me. <laughs> Real suave. <laughs> so Ted, Ted was just a wild drunk, and uh, even when the Stooges broke up with him, like whenever their uh, contract was done, even Mo was like, "We can't fucking work with this guy. He's out of his fucking mind. He's all, he's always he's always cocked and mean." And I guess like I think because a lot of their comedy was physical. Uh, I think maybe it felt a little too real with old Teddy at the helm. Like he was putting a little extra, uh, extra muscle behind some of those, <laughs> some of those beatings. It is the same Albert Brock. Get out of here! Really? That's yeah. hilarious. Well, I'll be damned. Good for him. Well, I, I, I was like, man, it's gonna be tough, but nope, there's this picture. Get <laughs> the fuck out! That's same funny. Guy. So uh, the story is also like there, there are conflicting stories on how successful like that uh, report was basically that his career was over and he was at a bar talking shit. There are other reports that he was out celebrating uh, the birth of his child and that things were going really well, <laughs> but he just got cocked and started talking shit to the wrong people. It, Ted Healy's death is very mysterious. Like, it was um, it was deemed, like, kidney failure or something. Like, it's not it's not said that uh, old did, Al Broccoli beat the shit out did, of him. Did but, he go the way of Houdini? Kind of, yeah. Very, very mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture Moe just getting a little too deep on the eye poke. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, everyone had a whack at old Ted at the end. Uh, so he's a wacky character, but he wasn't the most abusive to the Stooges, which we'll get into in a bit. Mm. But uh, now I think this takes us to uh, the Stooges deal with Columbia Pictures, right? Correct, 1934. Yeah, so they get tied up with uh, Columbia Pictures. And this is when they really started to take off. They say the peak of the Stooges was about 35 to 41. Yeah. Um, most say that, like, uh, Mo, Larry, and Curly are the Stooges. Uh, so when they left Definitely. when they left Ted Healy, they were able to become the three Stooges finally. They weren't Ted and his uh, jolly band of brethren or whatever the <laughs> fuck they were. Um, so, yeah, now they're the three Stooges. They're working for Columbia Pictures. They're making all kinds of shorts. But... The, the next villain in the Stooges' life enters the mix. This guy, <laughs> Harry Cohn, um, yep. was was uh, running Columbia Pictures. And then I found, the more I looked into this, uh, the, the Stooges were not uh, the only abuse victims of Harry Cohn. But uh, the Stooges, and boy, I could really relate to this, they, uh, mm. they have no confidence. They had no confidence in, in themselves. Uh, they didn't know what their value was, and they were constantly worried that uh, they were going to get fired or lose their job or no one would want to hire them, so on and so on. 
Harry Cohn, very perceptive, he picked up on this. And he said, well, I can take these motherfuckers to the cleaners. <laughs> and boy, did he. So uh, Harry Cohn, the the Stooges in 1934 started a 23-year run with Columbia oh. Pictures. In that time, they never asked for nor received a raise. They, oh, my nuts. God. They were see- receiving an amount. It was like, um, uh, like $600 a month. Uh, or six hundred dollars. I forget the exact number, but whatever it was, equated to like eleven grand a year today. So, Holy so they were shit. really getting fucked. And uh, what Harry Cohn would do is say, um, and keep in mind this is like nineteen thirty four, and they were there for twenty three years. But every de- every year they would sign the Stooges to a one year deal with uh, an option. Columbia Pictures at the end of the year could pick up the option. And uh, every year he would say to them, when negotiating time would start, he'd be like, hey, you know, we might be cutting this shorts department. People aren't really loving shorts anymore. Is it really worth it? And the Stooges would go, all right, we're sorry, fine. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> they, would, they would panic. And uh, they say in the 23, it wasn't till after they left Columbia Pictures uh, that the Stooges were ever aware of uh, their true fame. Wow. Uh, they said Harry Cohn would never give them numbers um, never give them any sort of rating. Like he withheld all that shit, so that he would be able to be like, yeah, you know, it's things are fading. They people aren't really interested in you. Well, if you take the same deal, we'll keep you around. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this uh, Harry Cohn really did some fuckery to the Stooges. What a bastard. Yeah, I mean, I guess some blame should be held on the Stooges, where it's like. You've been saying that for about 20 years now that they're going <laughs> to cut this shorts department. I mean, eventually he was right. <laughs> they did in uh, like 57. But uh, yeah, no uh, no foresight on behalf of the Stooges. They were very, um, very uh, uh, lack of confidence. Uh, uh, you know, there was That's a fog over them for their so entirety. Sad. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it really is. Ugh. And it gets sadder for the Stooges. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> where, where are we now, Matt? I don't want to miss anything This here. is the best to, line. To go along with it, their manager was also in cahoots with Cone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, so their manager. So not only were they getting fucked on the deal, uh, their manager was friends with Harry oh. Cone and was stealing from them. Oh. <laughs> so frankly, I don't know how the Stooges paid any of their bills. Never mind. Right. We're very successful. Maybe just from live shows. They would probably catch most of that. No, so... Well, listen to this. Oh no! <laughs> so they're, they're, I hate this. Their recording schedule, um, you know, they would record like thirty shorts a year or whatever it was, and that would be about eight months. So they had <sighs> they had four months a year to tour, but they would typically spend a lot of that time promoting the shorts, like going around the country and promoting those for Columbia, or like they wanted to see their family once in a while. Yeah. So they would spend family time. So they didn't have a lot of time to go out and do like theater gigs. Um, and that's not the last that uh, Columbia fucks with the Stooges, but we'll get to, to that in a minute. Imagine being like uh, their grandkids and be like, you'd assume they're well off. Generational wealth. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're uh, Frank Fine or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's next, man? Uh, they were the first to satirize yeah. certain Austrian fellow. Oh, yeah. So that's where I, yeah. that's where I brought up uh, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. I mean, clankly, clankly. They, they, they beat him by like a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Charlie Chaplin was on the same wavelength. But, like, when you think of the Stooges, you just think, you know, wacky bits. Whoa, 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 all that type oh, of no. shit. <laughs> you think wacky bits. But <laughs> they did, like, and it, they didn't stray from that. Believe me. This wasn't their... You, uh, you nasty spy. Yeah. This That's was, the one. That's this the was, one. This wasn't their woke moment where they uh, separate. It was still, you know, wacky bits. Oh, yeah. But 
kind of, and you know, I think we've forgotten this a little bit in 2021, but uh, it did put the screws to old old Adolf when <laughs> the Stooges started making fun of him because no one had satirized him in that way. Like Hitler, America was still neutral at the time. Yeah. And uh, I guess you forget, like I was fi- found this interesting while I was reading up on it, like you forget that we all we joke about now, like, oh, Hitler was on the cover of Time magazine. You forget that he wasn't like this, he didn't have the reputation he does now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, he's Germany's leader. Seems like a nice enough fella. You know, he's got some wacky ideas, but... Yells a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's loud, he's abrasive. <laughs> he's like this Ted Healy guy. He's yeah. not, how you much know, worse can he be? You know Hitler was a giant fan of the Stooges, and he's like, oh, this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Mo accidentally wipes shoe polish on his lip. <laughs> oh, I should go back. <laughs> they fueled his hate for the Jews. <laughs> I should go back and say... Uh, you know, his history is a winding road. Uh, it should be noted that uh, Mo Howard, before he before he met up with Ted Healy, was doing minstrel shows in, the, oh, in 1920. But times were different. Let's not forget. And look, he changed his ways socially. Then he was taking digs at Hitler. Now he's a liberal. He's back on track. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they were the first to uh, really go at Hitler. What was it called? You dirty spies. Then you nasty spy. You nasty spy. Yeah, they um, spelled it with a Z. So from like 38 to 41. Uh, they made a lot of films uh, taking digs at Hitler, and it's yeah. it's it's funny to look back at now because it's like Larry played Hitler. <laughs> they get, get into wacky hijinks together. Yeah. Like, imagine why doesn't SNL just do that shit? You know, put someone in a silly Donald Trump wig and make them fall down the stairs. That's fun. You know, they have a little have. fucking fun with it. They could have. They fired somebody though that would yeah. have been great at it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a little more innovative than uh, people give them credit for. Although, like yeah. I said, they didn't stray from their brand. They uh, they knew their lane. Although it is another another sad fact. Um, so they said it was, I think, kind of around this time where they said uh, their peers, um, you know, like uh, Laurel Hardy and the Marx Brothers and things like that, were either went right into movies or had already, you know, uh, started in shorts or whatever, mm-hmm. or theater acts, and then it kind of grown into, into movies and everything. Uh, these guys never had the confidence to do that. Uh. Mo said, if you take this act out of short bursts, uh, it's not as funny. And he also said it was probably too hard to do, uh, you know, two hour or an hour and a half stooge movie, um, which maybe he's right. And We'll get to this as well, but they do start to run out of material at a have, certain point. Have rocket will travel. Yeah. So these stuff. guys, their their lack of confidence <laughs> held them back at every turn in their career. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, are we now to like Curly's demise, Matt, or where are we? Yeah, right there. Um. So uh, evidently, Curly was the most popular of the group. Um, for whatever definitely say. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, he, he like he really caught on. Um, but again, no confidence. Um, he, uh, he, he fell into a life of, uh, drinking drugs and, oh no, drinking overeating. I'm sorry. And, uh, carousing with women, as they say, uh, because they say because he had to shave his head, uh, he never felt like he was attractive to women or anything. And he just kind of fell into a very deep depression. Uh, he started to put on a lot of weight. Uh, his drinking became an issue. And uh, things were not looking good for the uh, the curl man health wise at a certain yeah. point. Um, but uh, uh, give me what, what do I have in my notes here, man? I'm the losing, stroke. losing, I'm losing um, steam. I'm losing in, track. In forty six, yeah, had the the stroke. Had a stroke. Oh, it was that early? I forget. Yeah. It was forty six. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, his drinking becomes a problem, and then again, Harry Cohn fucks him. Yep. Uh, Mo reaches out to uh, Harry Cohn and says, "Listen, my brother's having some real health problems, and uh, you know, I, I don't think it's wise that he uh, be filming when he's in this condition." And Harry said, "Oh." I'm sorry. I thought you guys had a contract here. My, mis <laughs> my mistake. I guess we don't have to do any work, boys. <laughs> We're all done. So, so, Only hit Curly on the left side because he can't feel it. <laughs> so so Harry fucks him again and Holy says, shit. get back to work, you motherfuckers. So, of course, in 1946, uh, Curly has a stroke on set. And um, was never was never the same after that. No. He appeared in one cameo. Yeah, he was after that. Yep. And even in that, he was not. Uh, they said the story goes that he left the set that day and said, uh, "It's sad I'll never be able to make the kids laugh again," or something oh, like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he yeah, went he out was, on a whimsical line. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the guy on the on the train with his hat down, and he was snoring funny, so they picked up his hat and looked at him and put it back down. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. That's how they got away with having him. because yeah. So that was the only time, um, spoiler alert, that all three Stooge brothers, yeah. uh, Mo Curley and Shemp, were, and uh, Larry, of course, were in the same scene. Yeah. Um, and that's how they were able to get away with it, by not having him do anything, really, because the guy couldn't fucking move. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 46, uh, Curley has his stroke. And then they tried to get Shemp back in the group. Uh, when Shemp left in 1932, evidently he went on to like a pretty successful solo career. I guess he was like doing vaudeville and that sort of thing. He's making Honest. so much more money than them. Probably. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, well, listen to this. I forget if I have it in my notes or not. But they have to convince Shemp to come back. He had to take like a 50% pay decrease <laughs> to come back to the Stooges. And he said, um, I'll do it. I want this to be a temporary thing. I'll do it while Curly is out because, as a uh, good brother, he knew that uh, Mo and Larry have done so little to broaden their career in their, you know, now like 12 years of real success. Um, but they haven't gotten out of that stooge role. They're, you know, yeah. typecast, for lack of a better term. And uh, Shemp knew, like, hey, these guys, their career is fucked if I don't come back and help them out in the stooges and we get the gang back together. Uh, and that was it was not temporary when Shempery joined because uh, Curly could obviously um, never come back to the group. And uh, he uh, died. He led a horrendous life after that. Like his health didn't get any better. His drinking persisted. And uh, eventually he had another stroke and um, uh, cerebral hemorrhage in uh, what? 52. Was that Matt? Yes. Yeah, so in 1952, like uh, Shemp had returned for six years now. He thought he was he thought he thought he was gonna be in this for like six months. Mm. Um, so yeah, really a, a miserable life so far for uh, all the Stooges. Really, like when you look at what all of them turned into. Like I said, it's the definition of kind of the sad clown act, where they they're these uh, cartoonish figures for kids. They, you know, smack each other over the heads, yeah. and they're living just, like, miserable, miserable lives. <laughs> I, I like the, uh, in 19, when when Shemp's health, you know, put him over the edge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this fucking Cone guy sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, okay. So, the, I guess we're there. So I, uh, I didn't know if... What, I, what a monster. I, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, in 1955, uh, Shemp is taking a, a cab ride home. He's in a cab with a buddy. And uh, legend has they were going home from a boxing match, 
And legend has it, Shemp was mid-joke. I never know if I should believe stories like this. That seems like too... Yeah, he was he was telling too, too a perfect. spinning one of his yarns and then collapsed onto his buddy's lap uh, and just had a heart attack in the back of this God. cab and died in 1955. Uh, so Matt, why don't you tell us what is Harry Cohn's response to that? Well, <laughs> Mo wanted to quit, but Harry Cohn reminded him that they owe Columbia four more pictures with Shemp. <laughs> But Shemp is dead. So he has led to fake Shemp. Fake Shemp. That's like a meme now. Fake Shemp. Yeah. What's the guy's actual name? I want to give him uh, Joe Palma. Joe Palma. Joe Palma. Yeah. yeah. So, so Mo reaches out and says, "Hey, Harry, I know we've had our differences here, but surely you can understand. <laughs> My, I've now lost two brothers <laughs> to this show. <laughs> to this show. Well, you better not have buried him yet. <laughs> is, it, is it any coincidence they both had strokes and cerebral hemorrhages after getting smacked over the head for 15 years? Oh, <laughs> what <shit>. a coincidence. <laughs> so he said he pleads with Harry Cohen and says, Harry, I just want out. Please don't make me do this. And Harry reminds him, Mo, first of all, you owe us four pictures. And need I remind you? Shemp is supposed to be in those pictures. I don't know how you're going to figure it out, but you sure as shit will. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I picture Cohn being like, we can also have a fake Mo if you'd like. <laughs> and, then, and then pulls out a gun from behind his desk. <laughs> pulls out the, 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 the bowl cut wig and puts it on himself. Right. <laughs> I, do, I, I do like the two people he beats the most died of unnatural, well, natural causes, quote. But yeah. Mo's like, Brain injuries, you know, you know, you know, be the funniest if I do all the beatings. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So uh, Harry Cohn in his bowl cut, Pete Rose haircut wig uh, said, well, not so fast, Mo. I don't know if you're out of here yet. So they had to put together films. And admittedly, this was easier in the 1950s, probably, to get away with. You know, you're yeah. not zooming in. and There's no not, HD. That's not Shemp. <laughs> so uh, this Joe Palma, they would put in a Shemp wig. And uh, film him from behind and piece together old footage of Shemp to kind of, you know, slap together these last four films uh, on their contract. However, uh, they're strung along enough that Mo and Larry say, we need uh, we need someone (laughs) like we got. Well, we've never made a dollar doing this, (laughs) so I guess we're going to have to keep doing it to pay our fucking bills. Uh, so this, is that when we insert Joe Besser? We, yeah, that's correct. You actually skipped another way that Cone fucked them before Oh, please. That. So you said in 48, they made their first TV appearance. Yeah. And got a pilot for their own series oh, from ABC. Th- oh, that's right. Yes. I, th- I, I, I didn't realize we were <laughs> yeah, already there. Yeah, we skipped that. Yeah. So in 48, <laughs> uh, so when Shemp is still with them, I guess. Yeah. Um, they get a pilot from uh, ABC. ABC wants to uh, buy some of their shorts and says, we're going to give you a, a TV pilot. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not buy some of their shorts. They start going on yeah. shows. Yep. Uh, I think they were on like the Jack Parr show and shit like that they start yeah. going on. Um, and they're making these appearances, and ABC says, hey, we like you guys. We want to give you a sitcom. Like We're going to give you a TV pilot. Uh, so they make the pilot. And uh, Harry Cohn says, "Boys, you think I'm gonna get, let you get away with this? <laughs> Come on, you know I'm Harry Cohn for Christ's sake." I don't sake. think so. <laughs> and to give you a little background on this, Harry Cohn, the ultimate villain. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, I mean, let's be clear here. This is the '30s, and like I said about Hitler, we don't know everything about communism yet. But it should be noted uh, that the kind of guy Harry Cohn was, he modeled his office after that of Benito Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think he took, he took this dictator role pretty seriously. 
Um, so yeah, forty-eight. Uh, the Stooges are. are Is that Cone? Oh. Yeah, put a face to the name. What's he look like? What a, he looks Ugh. like a bastard. <laughs> exactly. Real son of a gun. Uh, he looks like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, if I was to describe it. <sighs> so uh, yeah, he fucks them at every turn. He looks in this picture like he's like. I'm going to go tell them some more bad news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's excited. <laughs> no, he's got like that evil smile. On he's like, oh, Mo. <laughs> hey, Mo, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Mo's just a bag of money with a funny haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on screen, the worst thing they could hear after Hey, Mo was a board to the face. <laughs> but in reality, it was far worse. <laughs> I guess Mo took the biggest beatings off screen. He certainly yeah, did. Yeah. He didn't need him on screen. You know that wrench you just hit your brother in the head with? I've got to, a metaphorical I'm, one right here. I'm going to need you to bend over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Harry Cohn fucks them up. And what's hilarious about that, and again, I don't know how all the, the, the film industry worked in 1948, but uh, it is, when you think about it, if the Stooges had a show on ABC, wouldn't people be more likely to run out and see their films? I would think. I would Go right to Columbia? Yeah, so my thought would be that Harry Cohn is thinking like, sure, it would be good for business if I let yeah. these guys have a TV show, but that would be so off-brand for me. They're going to find out how much they're worth in a yeah, second. I want, yeah, I want Mike Geary to have a good episode in uh, 100 years, so hopefully. If, if you're Harry Cohn from when he first discovered these guys, he's doing what he's always done. He's trying to hide their popularity. Well, that's yeah. what I was saying. Exactly. Good point. Good yep. point. Because God forbid, ABC says hey, you guys got pretty good ratings, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or people start recognizing, like you know, like I, like I don't know how popular TV is at that time, like across America, but more people are going to see them, yeah. you know, and that's going to be, be very well, what's, apparent. They, what's what's going to happen is they're going to go to ABC, and if they're allowed to do this show, they're going to offer them a contract that yeah. is going to be twelve times the size yeah. of the one they have, mm. and they're going to go. Wait a minute. Yeah. Dude, I, I, there, there had to be like a provision in their contract that they couldn't go to a theater to see one of their movies. They're not allowed to see Because they're people. like sitting there like, hey, everyone's laughing. Why what is the there, hell? I can't, I can't, what do you mean I can't get a seat? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when's the next show? Two weeks. <laughs> I like sold to think, out forever. What? I like to think they'd be at a bar sometimes and uh, they'd say, hey, are you Larry Fine? I know you. And he'd be like, from what? <laughs> what do you mean? I we're just making home movies for Harry Cohn. Yeah, I, I know you. Remember? Yeah. So, I'm yeah. warning you. So uh, Harry fucks him at every turn, and by the, I'll just set you guys up. I don't no, spoiler alert. We hear from Harry Cohn at least once more. So oh, no. so buckle up. But God first, damn this guy. First, uh, so now Shemp is dead, and this is when we get to Joe Besser, right? Uh, yeah, in 50, what are the 55? Yeah, so everyone, I mean, like, I don't know, 56. Typically, people think of uh, the Stooges as Mo, Larry, and Curly. I would say most people that know of the Stooges probably know Shemp. I like, that's Shemp the name here. You forget there's like four more guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think, I think Curly, big time. Well, yeah, oh, no, but, I know. I'm saying everyone knows Curly and Shemp. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. But yeah, Shemp, yeah, yeah. Like Shemp the, was, the, the ones with Shemp were still good. Like, he was still funny. Right. It's just different. Yeah. Oh, that classic debate. Well, that's what, so what, uh, yeah. What happened when Shemp joined the cast is like there was a debate, unbeknownst to these guys, I'm sure, but uh -huh. there was a debate publicly like, hey, is it better with Shemp uh, or Curly? But like in a way, kind of revived the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Or the films, whatever, because uh, they said in Curly's later years of filming, you could kind of tell the drinking and eating yeah. had gotten to him. If that wasn't a wake-up call. That's what people say about the Blind Mike Project. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so... 
Um, Joe Besser joins. He's an actor. Oh, wait a minute. Am I forgetting another fuckery by by Columbia? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no, no, no. Not no, yet. Not yet. You're good. It's after this. Oh, it's after this. Yeah. Okay, so they have Joe Besser, um, who's an actor, and he he's the kind of guy, like, he said he didn't, he saw, I guess he saw, like, how calloused Larry's face was, and said, <laughs> I don't want to be getting, I don't want to get hit. Um, so he wanted to, like, go at Mo, and there was kind of, like, a struggle there. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't want to be uh, accepting Harry Cohn's deals in 40 years, like you assholes. <laughs> yeah. so, so, uh, there was kind of a struggle there, but they, they go for the next year or so with Joe Besser. I think they finished out the Shemp contract. They had like 16 more yeah. shorts to do or something. You're going like to be Shemp and you're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. I thought, uh, that it was Joe Besser that they were casting where um, uh, they they auditioned a few people. Uh, like, there was even some, uh, there was a black comedian that they auditioned that would be, like, the new Stooge or whatever, and uh, which would have been interesting just historically. That would have been interesting yeah. if they added that, to, you know, element to the cast. They really <laughs> beat him? It's like, oh, God, no! <laughs> Mo, Larry, take it easy! <laughs> we said cut five minutes ago! Just, we're almost a Jim Crow, for Christ's sake. We did. Get us out of that era. <laughs> um, so I thought that Joe Besser was the one that uh, Columbia forced on them because they said, we need someone under contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so that's more, more fuckery by Columbia, where they said, uh, oh, no, no, it would make sense if we allowed you someone that you have chemistry with that you think might work in that role, but- We'll let you pick from this list of actors that we've accidentally given money to. <laughs> so Joe Besser was one of those. Um, I, you know, again, I'm not a stooge aficionado per se, but the people that are say that like those weren't the worst episodes. They were fine. Uh, it didn't really click the same way that like Shemp or Curly did. But uh, you know, they finish out Shemp's contract, his last 16 shorts or whatever, and um, uh, then we get to 1957. <laughs> Yes, and, and you oh guys, God. you guys remember uh, from just a few minutes ago when I mentioned how every year Harry Cohn would dangle over their heads. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Bring up uh, Larry Cohn's face while we tell the story. <laughs> Harry, Harry Cohn. Harry yeah. Cohn. Bring up his yeah. face while we, while we tell this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look how excited he is about to do what he's about to do. Yeah. So every year, Harry <laughs> Harry Cohn gets uh, fully erect when he says. <laughs> Boys, we may be cutting the shorts department. I'd hate to offer you less money. <laughs> he gets all excited. But after 23 years, Harry Cohn said, all right, enough of this tradition. Uh, I guess Columbia was the last uh, uh, motion picture studio with a shorts department at all. Mm -hmm. So even you know by 1957, this was a dated uh, brand of film, I guess. So, in 1957, it stopped becoming an empty threat. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, the H-Man has to wait until about Christmas time <laughs> in uh, December. Hanukkah time. Uh, in Dece Yo, that's true, too. <laughs> in December of uh, 1957, he says, <coughs> Oh, the uh, shorts department, dunzo. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know what, that happens in entertainment, right? Like, you know, <laughs> Vine died and all those people had to go somewhere. Like, that's what happens to technology at a certain point. Someday podcasting will be irrelevant. Um, but you would think after 23 years of service to Columbia Pictures, uh, unquestionably now, you know, I don't know at the time. 24 years. Tw uh, I, I think I wrote it wrong. 23 oh. years. Oh. Um, 
uh, you know, I don't know at the time if anyone was as successful as the Stooges that Columbia had under their uh, on their imagine. on their roster. But certainly now, uh, they held up the longest. Like they're oh, certainly yeah. the most famous historically. So after twenty three years, you'd think uh, you know at least they'd get a, a goodbye cake <laughs> and say, "Boys, thanks. It's been a pleasure." Mike, uh, Mike they actually got no acknowledgement at all. No acknowledgement at all. There was not a party. There was not a celebration. There wasn't a a handshake. And a slap on the ass on the way out. Uh, Look at this motherfucker. Even in the face. They said, said, our shorts department is gone. And uh, Mo Howard, Howard being the the magnanimous leader of the group, said, well, listen, I know the best relationship with Harry Cohn, but uh, some of these executives and people that work for Columbia, I've known them for two decades, for Christ's sake. So let me go say, uh, you know, a hearty farewell to my pals. And he shows up at the doorstep of Columbia Pictures, and they say, who the fuck are you? Take your silly haircut and hit the bricks, pal. <laughs> he was he was denied entry, which obviously uh, broke his heart and was real uh, shattering to his confidence. So these For, guys. Further shattering to his confidence. It would be, I can't Holy think. Shit. I cannot think of an analogy that would be, that would work today. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm trying to think of someone that's been loyal to, like, a film studio for that long. Uh, you know, like Quentin Tarantino and Miramax, you know? Mm. So the, the fine people at Miramax. Right. Um, no, but, like, whatever that relationship would be, it would not just be, like, a goodbye. There would be a, a television special saying goodbye to them. There would be, you know, they would milk it for every dollar. But again, Harry Cohn is like, hey, I'm not a, I'm not doing this for the business. I'm doing this for the thrill of the fuck over. Yeah. <laughs> the thrill of the ass fucking I'm giving these boys. This motherfucker. I, I, I could probably make money off the Stooge wow. goodbye tour, but I would rather <laughs> deny them entry when they just want to say so long, pals. Why do you always give us this news with your hand in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, all right, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Craig. <laughs> He's about as subtle as the Stooges. Yeah. Um, so it fits. So where uh, where are we now? Um, 1959. Oh, sorry. No. Who's gonna? Do I'm not it? just gonna. Oh. Gu- I'm not gonna guess what oh. happened that year. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> 59 was a long year. Uh, ABC purchased a lot of the Stooges' work to air on TV. Yes. So this is when they start to. Um, I uh, this might actually be when uh, they realized their popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, because it said it wasn't specific as to like what tipped them off, but um, basically it was around 1958, 1959 when they realized like, oh fuck, we were pretty popular for all these years. Uh, so 1959, there's a stooge rebirth, and ABC starts um, airing their shows. Excuse me. I think they had another attempt at a TV pilot that didn't quite yeah. go then, um, <clears throat> but still, this is when uh, they started to get real popular, and were able to do a uh, theater tour. So is this when? Curly Joe enters the mix. Yes, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so Curly, they so they say, hey, we need someone uh, to replace because now Joe Besser, um, I think his wife had like heart problems. Like he d- basically he didn't want to tour with the Stooges, is what it came down to. And I don't know that he was really working out, anyways. Mm. Um, so they were looking for someone. Uh, they try. I remember uh, they said that they Larry Larry Fine brought in someone that they worked with back in the twenties, like back with uh, Ted Healy and the gang. And uh, Mo's response was, this would be unacceptable. (laughs) This guy can fucking pound sand. Um, So they settled on Curly Joe Dorito 
or Dorita, rather. Dorita. <laughs> Dorita. <laughs> Curly Joe Dorita. Um, and obviously his name was just Joe Dorita, but they wanted, knowing now their popularity, they knew that Curly was kind of the golden age of the Stooges, so now they branded themselves as uh, the Three Stooges with um, Larry Moe and Curly Joe. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what life was like in 1959 where people could be tricked like, Oh, that's the same. <laughs> oh, I'm probably seeing the original. I know the guy died, but it's got to be the same group, right? It has to be. So yeah, it is. It was. It was a nicer time in uh, in the fifties when you could just trick people into seeing something. Um, but I think they were a pretty successful uh, theater act at this point, right? When they were, we get, when we get the into the sixties, the highest paid live act in the sixties. Yeah, so I think that is comedy because I don't imagine they were making yeah. more than like the Beatles at Shea Stadium. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. as far as comedy acts go, uh, they were they were among the highest for sure. And now they so. finally, finally, forty years into their career, uh, they finally start making some money. And it's funny because like this is looked at as like kind of the worst era of the Stooges, I yeah. guess. I mean, minus, like, if you take Joe Besser, but these were short bursts. Uh, the Curly Joe era was, like, 10 years or something. I think they were, or a long time, anyways, that they were uh, yeah. that they were touring together. Uh, but that's when they finally started to cash in. And then, um, when was their next uh, TV show, Matt? Uh, in sitcom, they, in 1969. 69. They had the sitcom. So they do 10 years of uh, touring. I think they made more shorts in that time, but finally, finally, yeah. they got this fucking sitcom made. Harry Cohn must have been rolling over in his grave. I don't know if he was alive at that point to stop it. I think, I think he's going to like what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, well, tell us what happened then, I guess. <laughs> well, in 1969, Larry Fine suffered from a paralyzing stroke, oh. ending his career. So and the pilot they filmed was edited into a TV special. Yeah, God so Harry damn. Cohn gets his last laugh. <laughs> So the Stooges had bad luck at every turn. <laughs> so uh, finally, Moe and, ha- Mo and Larry had been loyal to, loyal to each other for uh, nearly, uh, or more than 40 years at this point. Um, they get the TV show, and um, they th- this happened a lot throughout the Stooges' career. It also happened at the end of their run with Columbia, where, again, I guess... In the 50s and 60s, maybe people just didn't notice this or didn't give a fuck to notice. Or how could you? Because there's no internet, maybe. Um, But they would slap together, like, old footage and just use it in the new films. And I guess people wouldn't notice. And then they also got to a point at the end of the Columbia run where they were redoing everything they'd already done. You know? Because I guess how many different versions can you spin on a pie in the face and a fucking wrench to the nuts? Plus CTE takes a toll. <laughs> that that too, and and the guys are getting older. Don't forget, yeah. like it's taking a toll on them physically. I think at the end of uh, Mo's career, he didn't go back out because his wife was just like, "You can't." No, I, you're fucking seventy years also, old, Mo. Also, how great is it? How great is it that he never lost his hair? It just turned white, white, and but the same, <laughs> same bowl cut. It's the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> it is. I wanted to find um, more clips of like Mo talking, like. He did interviews. He did like the Mike Douglas show and shit, but he never got particularly deep. His book is pretty interesting. He revealed a lot in his book, and uh, there was a movie, like a Dark Stooges movie made. Um, So there is a lot of things on like the darkness of their life, but uh, they never did like serious interviews that I could find anyways, unfortunately. Um, So send them to me if you know where they are, but I I wasn't able to find them. Uh, But yeah, so they edit uh, this pilot into a TV special because finally someone said, hey, 
we can at least air this for an hour on TV and people will watch it. Harry Cohn's like, no, no, no. You don't want to do that. What you could do, ABC, is just keep, <laughs> keep fucking these guys into the grave. <laughs> um, but yeah, with uh, Curly, Shemp, and Larry, they didn't go peacefully in the night. They had paralyzing strokes and brain hemorrhages. It was the worst. Now, I'm sure that had nothing to do with their uh, physical comedy act. It's just accidental. I like how they were actually taking shots to the head. <laughs> for real, yeah. Catching was, a ball-peen hammer to the temple. Oh, this doesn't really do much for your brain health. It was, it was the real deal. <laughs> so uh, in 1969, um, Larry's, Larry's gone. Uh, and then it gets like real sad because now Curly Joe Dorita is trying to cast people in Larry's role. And uh, I think Mo considered going out for a while, and I think that's when his wife stepped in and was like, you're fucking killing yourself. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then it, then it's like, how much how much more uh, juice are we going to squeeze out of this lemon? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, they're all dead. <laughs> Give it up, guys. <laughs> uh, but Curly Joe is trying to milk it for everything he's worth. Of course. And then, uh, and then what's left? After the TV special, I think they had a couple more years left. That's all I have I here. Think that's it. Well, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. much. There was. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what it was? Is uh, they try, they tried to make a uh, a movie in uh, with a uh, Emil Sitka, I think is the guy's name, who would have been like the ninth replacement of uh, of one of these yeah. guys. And uh, I don't I don't believe it ever got made. I think that was the last attempt uh, at a stooge reboot of some kind. Yeah. I mean, other than you know, there's been. Like I said, there was a dramatic film about them. There was uh, well, the the Larry David joint from a few years ago, yeah. where Will Sasso played uh, oh, Larry yeah. Fine and all that shit. That's right. Um, he played Curly. He played Curly. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Stooges had a uh, a rough go towards the and end. It sucks. It really does suck, and it's it's interesting because like they're kind of referenced as. Hacks in a way, you know what I mean? Like oh. the you OGs, think of, they can't yeah. be hacks. But, well, I mean, they you think of hacks. you think of the Stooges as like uh, hitting the nuts. But like, if you talk about influences, look at who they influenced. Any physical comedy now? I was like, going to say Chevy you, Chase, Adam yeah. Sandler, Chris Farley. We do the coaching tree. Yeah. Uh, any sketch Chris show? Farley. Any yeah, any sketch show. That's yeah. true. Also, where like the shit Absolutely. that is funny on SNL is like you know. Uh, breaking or fucking, you know, Farley jumping through a table, that type of shit. I mean, obviously they have other funny sketches, but like, I think that is kind it's of the basis obvious. of. <laughs> well, not anymore, not anymore. He I'm said, saying in the, I think in they the, do in the Fair history enough. of, <laughs> um, like Eddie Murphy's time. I'm yeah, talking, right. but uh, uh, you know, it is it is kind of the basis for a lot of sketch comedy, and like I said, uh, Sandler movies or Chevy Chase oh, movies, yeah. even like. The way Michael Richards, like the way Kramer slid into Jerry's apartment, <laughs> like sh little shit like that, where like just physical things being funny, a yeah. lot of that comes from the Stooges, I believe. Um, Absolutely. But, but also, like, while it is, it's probably the easiest laugh, you know what I mean? Like, you're not doing a lot of uh, intellectual <laughs> soul searching uh, for hitting the guy overhead with a board, but like, how many people from 1930 are we talking about? But you also got to remember too. They 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 originally where there was silent films. Yeah. What got the biggest reactions was physical shit. So oh, they, yeah, sure. They exactly. brought that over. Yeah, but I would even say like transcending silent films. Like we did the Lenny Bruce episode, and I, he's a fascinating guy, and he is the, he's Hilarious. the reason for stand up now. Like uh, again, talking about influences, the reason for every stand up now yeah. is Lenny Bruce, right. as we said. Right. Um. But 
people don't watch Lenny Bruce's material. And I'm not saying, like, all my buddies sat around and watched The Stooges, but, like, you hear that, it's certainly a reference at the very least, but people will still, a lot of people will still watch The Stooges as opposed to Charlie Chaplin. My my uncle's got all the box, he has all the box sets, so it's always on at his house. Right. And they're, I think they're old enough now where they're, most of the early stuff's in public domain, so it's all on YouTube. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but no, dude, they still do the Stooges marathon on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I watch me and my friends watch it literally every year. I mean, just as a reference, and even like the impressions, like uh, you don't hear it as much now, but like uh, Anthony Cumia and Billy West in the '90s and early 2000s on the radio were doing Mo Howard impressions. So you know, 60 years later, after like the the prime of their popularity. People are still doing impressions of them, referencing them. Yeah. Anytime the three idiots are together, yeah. some hack will say, yeah. oh, the three stooges over here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it is, they are such a part of like popular culture that they've lasted 70 years from when they started yeah. and had really nothing to show for it. Like I said, they were one of the highest paid act, acts for, you know, eight or nine years at the end, but that's not a lot. Like they were already older guys by that point. Um, that had At least to, they know, got some sort of do while they were alive for yeah. a couple of them. A couple, yeah, not not the most popular one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on the Stooges? Do you have a, any hard uh, Shemp versus Curly takes or anything? No, I just I I I don't hate Shemp. I I think the ones with Shemp are almost just as good as with Curly. They're just it's just a little bit of a different dynamic. What is as someone who never watched? What is the difference? Because in my mind, like when I was reading all this stuff oh, about their popularity, Curly was way more physical and loud. And yeah, okay. Curly was way more physical and loud. He was also kind of like the dopey one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but like Shemp is just like he's in. He's more in on the joke. Okay. Because as would, a guy, as a guy uh-huh. reading it, I like just researching them. I was like, how does one guy, you know, take a poke to the eyes so, better than the others? <laughs> yeah. So so a lot of the he was better at defense. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the a lot of the episodes with Curly and them. They were centered around them using Curly for something. Like they they made him a boxer one episode. Okay. Like another episode, they dressed him up as like a mental patient to like send yes. him into a yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. Like they they did stuff to him. Like he was like more of a prop than yeah. like a, a character in some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like Mo and Larry would scheme something out, and they'd be like, "Oh, Curly, come here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like that, and that was kind of the big difference. Yeah. So I wonder, like, it, it does make you wonder, because, like I said, Mo said that if they got out of that short business, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been the same. They Absolutely. wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had enough ideas. Nope. All that. So I wonder, like, a would that have increased their popularity, or would have it would it have tanked? Would tanked. You know, and B would we be talking about the Stooges today? If they went the route of, you know, like Laurel and Hardy are still referenced, but again, I think the Stooges have more of a, a you know, mystique to them, exactly. or at least hold up a little more, you and know? I, I still, like, cry laughing at some of that stuff. Roll on the floor. Oh, yeah, we heard, I know, yes. I, I apologize. <laughs> Get down and give us three rolls right now. <laughs> no, I, I, but we, I, I watch it once a year, because I want to still, I want it to stay funny. And me and my friends, we, I literally watch the marathon Every year since I was like ten years old. Yes, and uh, (laughs) but uh, no, it still it still holds up. It's still funny every time. Yeah, so go go pay tribute to the Stooges. uh, You know, watch them, download their stuff, because just like the 1940s, they won't see a dime from it. (laughs) 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 And you know, I gotta say, also rest in peace, uh, Ted Healy. For being the uh, ill-tempered drunk that he was, and rest in peace, Harry Cohn, for being a real shyster, right. and you know, fucking these guys over like on- only Harry Cohn could. 
And uh, it wasn't, by the way, I started reading things. Maybe we should do a Harry Cohn episode because my understanding was it wasn't like um, Mel Brooks didn't inter- like where he was talking about it. He goes, oh, yeah, I met that motherfucker. Yeah, rest, um, in, rest in shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, boys. The Three Stooges. I don't know. Anything to add before we? Uh, I was trying to look up their net worth, but it's not even listed. Yeah. Well, they're dead. So. No, I know, but <laughs> it's not much. You can, still look up, you can still look up people that are dead's yeah, net worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I am curious. If- well, like you said, though, like you would think. Um, you know, the the granddaughter of Mo Howard would be set. That's what you I'm know, saying. You know, with merchandise and all that. Oh, yeah. the other good thing in the 60s, I think, is when they started making money off, like, merchandise and stuff. Uh, I think they, I don't know if they sold, like, shirts they or had, like, toys a, or whatever All the fuck kinds they sold. of shit. They had a cartoon yeah. at one point, too. Three Stooge Wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did have a cartoon. <laughs> Um, yeah, a, so they started. Thank God they started making money off that type of yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, I know. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. Um... So yeah, uh, I don't know. I think the the Stooges do rank pretty high in like the the history of comedy. I think oh, just yeah. to because la- how many guys now like uh, I think Chappelle. Oh my and god! I think Chappelle and Louis and you know obviously Chris Rock and these guys are the some of the greatest ever. But will be will they be talking about Chris Rock in seventy years? I found you know it, by the way. Putin what is Tang. it? How, how much would you say Mo Howard was worth? Is worth not should been forty bucks, <laughs> ten mil. Really. Yeah. Oh, good. well, you know what? I bet that's a lot of other people making that money. Well, no, it's uh, I guarantee it after, you know, they escaped and they actually got money for the, the VHS yeah. Yeah. and DVD sales and shit. So it finally went to his family. I something. like to think the Cone family is still making a percentage of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's God. a gold laced uh, yeah. swimming pool in his house. <laughs> for all of Harry Cone's hard work. I hope they're making something. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a pool in his backyard of a bowl-shaped haircut. At <laughs> <laughs> the waterfalls, the yeah. bangs. Oh, I think, actually, you know what? This just reminded me. I think they, they're cartoon guys. I think they did an episode of uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, think, I, oh, even, really? I remember even when I was yeah. a kid, it was still like the, uh, the curly wig was still like a Halloween costume. You know, I'm not saying how popular yeah. it was, but like it was still around. And oh, yeah. that's, you know, 50 years later, something like that. So... <laughs> Um, good yeah. for the Stooges. While they may have made, uh, you know, eight thousand dollars in the duration <laughs> of their career, they uh, they have a hell of a legacy. Um, uh, do you guys have anything to add before we uh, move on not. to the next one? No, I think we're good. All right, boys and girls, we'll see you next time on Why Are You Laughing? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold the phone. Subscribe to patreoncom slash blindmike. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, If you want these episodes a week early, uh, go to the Patreon. Also, obviously, uh, bonus episodes of the Blind Mike Project and more on money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure you listen to Mike and Craig on Very Good Show. Mm-hmm. It comes out every what, Tuesday, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go listen to Very Good Show. And of course, we record this at the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, hit up Matt from RI on Twitter. Um, or uh, vaultedpodcastsri.com, right? Correct. Uh, so if you guys are recording, uh, even podcasts, short films, long film, whatever you guys are recording music or filming, videos. music videos, anything, cool. Um, hit up Vaulted Podcasts, and um, our boy Matt will help you out. All right, now we can leave. Goodbye, everybody.